If you'd like to attend the next Mad Thing in a Masjid event, inshallah ta'ala, live in a masjid, then click on the link below. It will take you to a Telegram group that has the details for all the events that we do, inshallah. And you can then find the details for the next Mad Thing in a Masjid, which will be on a Saturday, inshallah. Okay, brothers. Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah amma ba'ad. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته so you guys are all here to get married huh the question is why is a married brothers here they're trying to find their second i see the married brothers in the crowd one wasn't enough they said i had to come second time then what i got wrong the first is that what it is <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, if you're going to do the second thing, do it with your chest. Do it like a man. Does that make sense? We live in a funny day and age. When I was young, and the speaker would say, or the teacher would say, second, everyone would be like, yeah, you know. Nowadays, you guys feel scared that there's a woman that's going to lash you behind your back right now. <laughs> look, look how awkward you are right now. How you live your life, we have to pattern you guys over the years, inshallah ta'ala. <laughs> Anyways, today's discussion is about what? It's about what to look for in a woman. It's about what? What to look for in a woman. We're going to handle this, inshallah ta'ala, in two ways. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to go through, overview what a man should look for in a woman. Okay? I'm not going to go through too much of the details. Because that, a lot of it you know. You know the kind of woman you should marry, right? You learn about it in the books of fiqh. When we come to Kitab al-Nikah on our Friday class, we're going to go through it in a lot of detail. But I'm going to give you an overview of the most important thing that you need to look for inside of a, a woman. But then the second part of the lecture really is what I'm more interested in. And that is what kind of a man gets a woman like that? Everyone wants a good woman. Yes, no, put your hand up if you want a good woman. Right? Okay, well, does any guy get a good woman? No, Akhi. You have to be a certain type of man to get a certain type of woman. So what does the Quran say about that? Or what does the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi say about that? So that's really why we're here to discuss inshallah ta'ala. So inshallah ta'ala without any further ado, I want to mention to you an ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah Azza wa Jal says, Allah tells the believing men, don't you dare marry a woman who is not a Muslim. Don't marry a woman who is not a Muslim. Until she becomes a believer. Why? At the end of the ayah, Allah said, Because they're going to call you to the hellfire. They're going to call you to the, to the hellfire. See, women are very persuasive. A woman can make a man shave his beard. A woman can make a man turn on his own mum. Allah said about the woman's plot in the Quran, the plotting of the woman is mighty. When a woman plots, she can have a man wrapped up, washed up. But when shaitan plots, Allah says, The plotting of shaitan is weak. It's weak. Does that make sense? And brothers, don't be that guy who says, You know, me, a woman can't control me. Because you will be the exact type of guy that Allah will show you. You shouldn't have doubted yourself. And you'll be put under the control of a woman. Allah said in the Quran, insanu The man is weak. With what? The affairs of the women. So Allah said, This woman is going to invite you to the hellfire. 
She doesn't care about Allah. She cares about what? Kufr and shirk. Okay, let's just say that she is a Muslim though, but she's just not practicing. She don't wear no hijab. Your woman doesn't wear hijab. And if you're okay with that, you deserve the curse of Allah. The hadith, I always forget, either mentions that the curse of Allah is upon the man who lets his wife go out, however, or Allah will not look at his face on the day of judgment. So, you're going to be between two. Either you're going to pick Allah and say, listen, you have to put your hijab on, or you're going to pick her and please her, and then you're going to displease Allah. These women, they call you to the hellfire, brother. They're going to call you to the hellfire. She could be a kafirah, she's going to call you to the hellfire. She could be a woman who's not on her deen, she's still going to call you to the hellfire. Because she's not on her deen. She's not as bad as a kafir woman, but she's still not good. Right? So then Allah Azza wa Jal said, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَأَمَةٌ مُؤْمِنَةٌ خَيْرٌ مِنْ مُشْرِكَةٍ وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَتْكُمْ The Muslim woman who's a slave, the Muslim woman who is a slave, she is what? Better than a kafir woman, regardless of how much she amazes you. Why did Allah mention a Muslim woman who's a slave? You know why? Because you know you're not allowed to marry slaves if you're free. The default is that a free man doesn't marry a slave until she becomes free or slaves marry slaves. Anyone from amongst you who doesn't have the ability to marry a free woman, then he can marry a slave girl. Well, in Tashbrub, if you're patient and you don't marry her, it's better for you. Why? Why did Allah discourage the free men from marrying slave women? You know why? Because a slave is someone's property. If a man owns a slave, You've married another man's property. So she's your wife, but he owns her. So who wants to marry a slave? Put your hand up. No one wants to marry a slave. No one wants to marry a woman who she is the property of another man. Do you understand my point, brothers? So in your mind, who would like the idea of having a woman? Are you put your hand up? You're different, eh? Give me five. Where have you been? I haven't seen you for a few weeks. <laughs> so what? Who would like the idea of his wife coming to him? Saying, sorry, my master's calling me. I have to go. None of you would. Allah is saying, that woman is better than a kafir woman. She could be the most beautiful. She could be the most beautiful, physical, whatever, rich, wealth. But that Muslim woman is better than her. Even though she's asleep. My brothers, you're not going to understand that unless you understand the importance of Iman. The importance of Tawheed. The importance of the Akhirah. That woman with her beauty is going to say, come Jahannam with me, brother. That woman with her beauty is going to say, what? With her, with her, with her, with her money, with her lineage and her, her prestigious society, is going to say, come with me, let's go to the hellfire. It's up to you to make a pick, brother. Which one do you want? And by the way, there are no slaves. There are no legitimate slaves on planet Earth right now. There's not. Does that make sense? So you're going to find a woman. At least she's a free woman. Does that make sense? Whoever you find in a believing woman is better than a kafir woman, no matter how much she amazes you. Are you with me? Okay.
Why? Why is it important to marry a woman who's a believing woman? Whose deen is strong? Not a kafira, not a fasiqa, a woman who's a Muslim woman, but she's not practicing her deen, she's not strong in her deen. She doesn't implement her deen. Why? Number one, because the believing one's going to help you get to paradise. Number two, brothers, if she obeys Allah, she's going to obey you. If she pleases Allah, she's going to please you. Because the whole reason why she has to obey you is because Allah said. But the woman who doesn't even obey Allah, who gave her everything she had, the most deserving of being obeyed, she can't even be good to him. How is she going to be good to you? Impossible. That's why the Prophet said, A woman is married. For four reasons. A woman is married for number one, what? Her wealth. She's married for her lineage. She's a princess. She's the daughter of the chief of the tribe. She's from high society. Number three, she's married for her beauty. Allahu Akbar. Look at her. Beautiful. The Prophet said, and she's married for her religion. Then the Prophet said, Grab the one who's got religion. The athfar are the nails. Grab, that's the one you want to claw onto her. Don't let her go. Then the Prophet said, May your hands be dusted. Which is a dua against you if you don't do it. So the Prophet made dua against the one who goes after the woman just for her beauty, just for her wealth, just for her lineage. He doesn't go after her deen. The Prophet made dua against this person. Can I ask you a question? Is the Prophet's dua going to be accepted? Yes. The Prophet just made dua against you. Is your marriage going to have barakah in it? Does that mean you have to marry a woman that you're not attracted to? No, you find a woman you're attracted to her. Of course you do. Of course you do. You find a woman you're attracted to her. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> right? But you don't pick up. You don't what? Undermine the deen. Some brothers are going to say, ah, but practice is like, they're not that attractive. Like, you're so silly when you say that. How do you know they're not attractive? Because they're covering themselves, right? So you're too busy looking at girls that are not good. And now basically you've extrapolated that all of the practices are not attractive. Just because they don't display their beauty on to you. No, Akhi. That's not the case at all. You will find someone attractive for you. But what? You've got to go about it in the right way. You've got to go about it in the right way. Look at this hadith. The Prophet said, This world is joy. This world is enjoyment. Then the Prophet said, And the greatest enjoyment of this world is a righteous woman. Brother, there's nothing in this dunya that you can enjoy more than a woman that's righteous. If a righteous woman is the greatest enjoyment, then the greatest pain is a woman who's not righteous. Why does it hurt so much when you bite your tongue? Have you noticed that? When you bite your tongue, ah! Because the closer two things are to each other, when one hurts the other, it hurts more. The tongue and the teeth are very close. When the tongue bites, it's bitten by the teeth, it hurts more because they're so close. 
And so if a random guy from the streets, he looks at me and he says to me, idiot, I'm not going to be that offended. I'm going to say, who's this joke, man? Just walking past. But if a close friend comes, if a man comes to me, just walks up to me one day and says, idiot. I'm going to say, oh, what happened, bro? What did I do to you? What did I do? Because we're close. Because we're close, do you understand? So imagine now your wife, she's close to you. She's the closest to you. When she looks at you and said, oh, I hate you. Ah, it's going to get to you. When your wife is the one who doesn't obey you, it's going to get to you. When your wife is the one who doesn't listen, it's going to get to you because she's the closest to you. And the non-righteous wife doesn't care to be committed to you. She doesn't care to be loyal to you. When you catch her talking to other men, speaking to other men, that's going to, that's going to really hurt you, my brother. But what did you expect? You found a woman that you knew she weren't committed to Allah. So how did you think that you... She ignored Allah that she was going to pick you. Right? It's like a man, he can't respect his mom, he's not going to respect his wife. She can't respect Allah, she's going to respect you. So my brothers, the most important thing that you look for is what? You look for deen. Then Allah after that, he said, وَلَا تُنْكُحُ الْمُشْرِكِينَ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنُ Allah said, and let the men not marry their daughters of the kafir women. Sorry, let the men not marry their daughters of the kafir men. In the first ayah when Allah said, let the men not marry women that are kafir, Allah spoke to the men, right? And the second ayah is for the women, but Allah is still not talking to women. He's talking to who? He's talking to who? The men. Why didn't he say, oh women, don't marry kafir men? Why, why didn't Allah say that? Because a woman can't get married without her dad. She can't get married without her wedding. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa the nikah without a... What? Without a... Without a wali, فَهُوَ بَاطِلٍ It's false. And he said it three times. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If she doesn't have a dad because her dad has passed away, then it moves on to the next, whatever have you. Or if she's a revert, then you know, there's, that, that's beyond the scope of our discussion. But a woman can't get married without a wali. Why is it important? And I mention this now because sisters are going to watch the video online and you don't have, you don't have, you don't have sisters and you're going to have daughters one day. Does that make sense? Because we're talking about finding a good man, right? For a woman. A woman doesn't have the ability to go and find the best man for herself. You know why? Because only men know men. Only men know men. Does that make sense? And men, for a man to manipulate a woman is one of the easiest things on earth. Yes or no? Yes or no? We've got some players here, right? I can see. We've got some players here, right? Don't put your hand up. Don't be that guy that says yes. I'm just, I'm just making a joke. I'm just trying to... <laughs> well, I don't ever play a woman, brothers. Because Allah Azza wa Jal bring it back on you and someone will play your sister or your daughter or your mom. Wallahi, don't ever do that. But the point is, it's very easy for a man if you wanted to play a woman, right? You can come across all religious, look at me, look at how much peas I got. I'm really he's broke. He's got, he actually, you know, he comes across like he's on his dean. But he's going he's gonna to beat that woman. But a father would be able to sniff him out. Because he's a man. And men know men. Does that make sense? Some fathers, by the way, they don't take this responsibility. And some coaches, they say to their daughter, you go check the man yourself and when you're ready, bring him to me. Fear Allah, that's disgusting. And that's filthy. And that is a characteristic of the youth. It's not allowed. It's not allowed in our sharia. You do it yourself. Some fathers are involved but they're looking for the wrong thing. They're looking for what? The man who's got PhD, the man who's got degree. 
He didn't even care to think, does he pray salah? There's nothing wrong with a father wanting to marry his daughter to a man who's got a good job. Because he has to provide for her. There's nothing wrong with a father wanting his daughter to marry a man who's got money. Because he has to provide. And the more money he's got, then the better life he can give her. And what father wouldn't want that for his daughter? But at the expense of his deen? At the expense of his religion? That's filthy. Well, like fathers don't do that. Brothers, when you become fathers one day, and if you have a father who maybe is absent-minded like that, you as a brother, you step in. I say, Dad, let me help you. This is what we got to find for our sister. For, for, for our sister. Does that make sense? Anyway, coming to the point Allah he mentioned, وَلَا تُنْكِحُوا الْمُشْرِكِينَ Don't marry these men of shirk to your daughters. حَتَّى يُؤْمِنُوا to become believers. وَلَا أَبَدٌ مُؤْمِنٌ خَيْرٌ مِنْ مُشْرِكٍ A male Muslim slave is better than a kafir man who is free. وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَكُمْ No matter how much he amazes you. No matter how much he amazes you. Does that make sense? Like Allah said about the hypocrites. وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ تُعْجِبُكَ أَجْشَابُهُمْ Some women they see these men, these kafir men. He's got a good form. She likes his physique. He's got a good image. He's got peace. Maybe he's not a kafir, he's a Muslim man, but he doesn't practice his deed. وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ If you see them, تُعْجِبُكَ أَجْسَامُهُ His body amazes you. Look at the way he appears. He looks like he's living life. This is the kind of guy she said I want. وَإِيَّقُولُ And when he speaks, تَسْمَعُ لِقَوْلِهِمْ You're listening. Allahu Akbar. Look at the way he flirts. Look at the way he, the compliments he gives me. She's into him. Allah said, They are like wooden planks stacked up against walls. You seem to be great. Allah sees it to be like a wooden plank. Some woods against the wood. Worthless. Because he doesn't have no benefit in him. He didn't pick Allah, brothers. He picked the dunya. He picked the kufr. He picked his desires. And a Muslim man. He's a Muslim. His name's Muhammad. But he wants to be called Mo. He don't want to pray salah or he misses prayers. He doesn't deserve to marry a righteous woman. Don't marry him off to you. A woman shouldn't look for that kind of a man. The Prophet ﷺ did what? He said if a man comes to you and you're pleased with his religion and his manners and you don't marry him off to your daughter unless you have a good excuse then there is going to be corruption on the earth. Corruption. He's a righteous man. He's got good deed and he's got what good? Manners. He's got good deed and he's got what good manners. He's going to do what? There's going to be corruption on the earth if you reject him for no good reason. For no good reason. Okay, question. Isn't manners part of the deen? Yes or no? So why did the Prophet put manners and deen in separate categories? Sometimes from the outside, the brother looks religious. He's got the beard, Allahu Akbar. He went to Egypt and back and he learned the Arabic language, Allahu Akbar. He's memorized the Quran, Allahu Akbar. He's got the siwak right here in his pocket, Allahu Akbar. Allah. He prays in a masjid. But he's rude. Who's come across brothers that they're on their deen, but some, you're, like, you're just a bit rude, though. You've seen that, but yeah, no. We see it, right? We see it. It's not enough to just be on your deen. To be on your deen, you're good, you're righteous, slave of Allah, but you're not the kind of guy to marry, what? To marry, to, 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 to marry, to marry, you know, my daughter. 
or your daughter. It doesn't work like that. You got to look at his manners. That's why there was a companion who came to the Prophet وسلم, She wanted to marry another man. The Prophet said, no. He beats the women. He's a companion. Are the companions good? All the companions are good. But there was a characteristic that he had that is not good for marriage. So the Prophet advised this woman, don't marry him. Marry Usama, another companion. You see? So marry you, so a woman needs to marry a man who's got religion and manners. Who's got religion and manners. Brothers, Allah said in the Quran, Arrijalu qawamuna ala nisa. Arrijalu qawamuna ala nisa. This marriage, this wife, this ayah is talking about what a man has to do for his wife and what a wife has to do for the man. Allah starts by saying, the men are what? Placed as maintainers over the women. So you have to maintain your wife. Maintainer in what? Number one, hadith. Most brothers, when they get married, what is it that they focus on when it comes to their wives? Just buying them gifts, getting a house, paying the bills. That's all you did? You didn't want to teach her salah, you didn't want to teach her zakat, you didn't want to teach her hajj, you didn't want to teach her tawheed, Allah's angels, attributes, you didn't want to do all of that? No wonder your kids are on the streets taking drugs. May Allah protect our kids. No wonder when your daughter is getting what? Impregnated by kafir men. Because the woman that you married, you were more concerned about putting on a handbag on her side as opposed to what? Putting on the right path in terms of the deen. The main thing the man has to do is what? Maintain the affairs of his wife. And the man has to spend money on his wife. Allah said, spend. He has to buy. A place to stay. Give her clothes. My brothers, you want your wife to beautify herself? You gotta get makeup for her brother. You gotta get makeup. You gotta bring the lingerie home, brother. Does that make sense? That's for you to provide. Your wife needs food. You need to provide. You need to provide. It's not her job to provide for herself her basic necessities. If she wants extra things in life, then yeah, she can go get her money herself. But it's upon you to provide her basic needs and necessities, my brother. And if you don't do that, you're not a complete man. So the man has to take care of his wife's religion and he has to take care of what? His wife's what? Financial needs. And the man also has to be good mannered with his wife. He has to be polite with her, gentle with her. Look at what the Prophet did. Was the Prophet a man? Was the Prophet a warrior? Barab ibn Azib said when the Prophet was in battle, in the battle of Hunayn, we fought behind him for protection. This man was a warrior. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But what did he do? He moved an entire army just so he could race with his wife. One time the Prophet was with his wife and the army was there. The Prophet told the army, go forward, go forward. So that him and his wife could have some private time and race. This race made you come. And Aisha beat the Prophet first time. Second time the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He moved the army again Akhi, the Prophet is moving an entire army so he can race with his wife second time At that time the Prophet beat her So a man is what? He's not just big and strong and aggressive with his wife No, he's playful with her Cracks joke with her 
Does that make sense? But it's also tough. No, 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 no. He says to her sister, sister, sister. She doesn't call her babe. She violates the law of Allah. He says, I, sister, my sister in Islam. It's the Sharia of Allah you violate now. Tilka It's the boundary of Allah. Don't overstep it. She falls in line. Sister, what's going on? Sorry, babes, what's going on? We fall back into that. The ayah started off by describing these husbands as what? The ayah started off describing these husbands as what? Was the word Allah used? Men. Men are different to males. A male has a private part of a man. A male has a male organ. But a man, a man is not just a person who has a, a, a genitals, male genitals. A man is more. It has extra qualities. Allah describes in Surah Tunur the men. Rijalu. They are ones who are in the masjid, Allah said. They're praying their salah in the masjid. You want to be a righteous man? You want to find a righteous wife? Pray your salah in the masjid. Because eh? the real men who take care of their wives, first they take care of the right of Allah. He's in the masjid praying. And and the businesses and the transactions and his job and his career doesn't divert him and distract him from remembering Allah. And Allah said, then they establish the prayer and then they give the zakat. Pay attention. Who here even knows how to give zakat? Should we, should we check? Two perhaps of what? From what? So in a year, say that again? Ah, there's a lot to it, Akhi. There's a lot to it. But you know more than most. <laughs> Brothers, zakat is a lot. There are things that you pay zakat on, things that you don't pay zakat on. The men Allah is describing, they don't just pay, they pay zakat, they must have knowledge of it. So they've come to a class, they've sought knowledge how to pay zakat. Brothers, most people never studied zakat in their life. Then they worry. Brother, most brothers get married and they're like, how come my wife is so like, she's not like, you know, those women. The guys who learn zakat, inshallah, they're the ones that are going to find the real women, trust me. Because <laughs> they're the real men. They pray their salah in the masjid. They don't let their, 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 their businesses and their careers distract them from Allah. They, what, they establish the prayer, they give the zakat, and they are scared of the day of judgment. These are their men. These men, Allah said, they maintain their wives. They take care of their wives. And then at the end of the ayah, Allah said, If your wife is obedient to you, then don't ever violate her. Don't ever violate her. And Allah ended the ayah by saying, Allah is most high and he is the greatest. Why did Allah end the ayah like that? Because most men, they think, I'm bigger than my wife. I'm taller than her and I'm bigger and stronger and greater than her. So he can, thinks he can oppress her and violate her, right? Allah is letting you know, if she's obedient to you, brother, remember, I'm bigger and I'm greater than you. So if you violate your wife, I'm here. I'm here. Watching over. Do you see? So this is the kind of what man you want to be to want to find a wife like that. Then Allah described the women. Allah says in the righteous wife, she's got two characteristics. Number one, she's qanita, which means she's obedient to Allah. And number two, she's what? Hafiza. She safeguards the rights of her husband when he's absent. Why did Allah mention she takes care of her husband's affairs when he's absent? 
Because if she's obeying him when he's not around, of course she's going to obey him when he's around. But that is hung on to what? The fact that she herself is obedient to Allah in the first place. Are you with me, brothers? This is a righteous wife. This is a righteous man. This is a righteous wife. This is a righteous man. These are the qualities a man needs to find in a wife. These are the qualities a woman should look for in a man. His deen. So he can do these things for his wife. Are there other things above and beyond religion? Yes. But the religion is the most important thing, which is why I'm not really trying to go above and beyond that today. Okay, that was the first part of the lecture, which was, what should you look for? Have I convinced you that you should find a woman who's righteous? You think a woman is going to take care of you or listen to you when you're not around? You think she's going to obey you when you're not around if she couldn't obey Allah? Can she see Allah? Her worship and belief of Allah is from the belief of the unseen, yes or no? Right? So she's obeying Allah when she can't see Allah, but she knows Allah is watching. So Allah is a wajal, she can't see him, but she's obedient to him. If she's trained, having piety and taqwa, fearing Allah, and she can't see Allah, because it's from the ilm al-ghayb, uh, sorry, Allah is from the, from the unseen. And belief in Allah is from the belief of the unseen, Afwan, I should say. Then she's going to be trained to obey you when you're not around either. Do you understand? Okay, cool. Now, what kind of person finds a righteous woman like that? What kind of person finds a righteous woman like that? Hmm? What kind of man finds a woman like that? Allah Azza wa Jal. He says, Al-Khabithat lil-Khabithina wal-Khabithun lil-Khabithat. Allah said, the filthy women are for the filthy men. And the filthy men are for the filthy women. Pay attention. Allah said, Al-Khabithat lil-Khabithin. The filthy women are for the filthy men and Allah used the lamb. The lamb here shows that they deserve each other. The filthy women deserve the filthy men. And the filthy man, he deserves the filthy woman. Pay attention. If Allah said the filthy women deserve the filthy man, why did Allah then repeat it? But the other way around. Doesn't it, doesn't it, make, doesn't it automatically apply? If the filthy women deserve the filthy men, the filthy men deserve the filthy women. Yes or no? But why did Allah repeat it with the opposite way? This is for extra emphasis to make you understand the filthy women are for the filthy men only. And the filthy men are only for the filthy women. So my brother, you got to check yourself. you got to check yourself. Then Allah said, وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ And the pure men are for what? لِلطَّيِّبِينَ Are for the pure women. وَالطَّيِّبُونَ And the pure men. لِلطَّيِّبَاتِ Are for the pure women. The question now is what does it mean to be filthy and what does it mean to be pure? Yes or no? This ayah came down in the context of Aisha. Who is Aisha? Radiallahu anha, the Prophet sallallahu wife. Some of the hypocrites in Medina, they accused her. What did they say about her? They said, she done zina. They accused her of being what was another man. A filthy, disgusting thing they said about our mother. Because Aisha is our mother, yes? Allah said the wives of the prophets are our mothers. So they accused her of that. So Allah is trying to show them and refute them. Allah is saying, what? 
not trying rather, Allah did refute them. Allah said, وَالطَّيِّبِينَ The pure men are for the pure women. And the pure women are for the pure men. Is there any man purer than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Is there any man purer than him? Which means his wife is going to be pure. You understand? You understand? So then brothers, the ayah is in the context of zina, fornication. A man goes around sleeping with girls. Or even he's got one girl he sleeps with before he's married to her. He's a khabith and she's a khabitha. He's filthy and she's filthy. They're filthy and they deserve each other. And if he doesn't marry her, he's going to marry one like her. You understand? You don't find a righteous woman sleeping around with women. You say, okay, look, but she's my girlfriend. We haven't really slept together. The Prophet said, the eyes that look at the haram commit zina. The what? feet that walk to the haram commit zina. Why did the Prophet say the eyes, when you're looking at her, is zina? Because looking at her is going to lead to zina. So you're on the path to zina already, that you have a girlfriend. That you talk to girls. That you free mix. You're engaging with the girls. You're already on the path to zina, my brother. Wherever you talk to them and you free mix with them on social media. Wherever you do it on your WhatsApp or at work or in real life, you're on the path to zina. So there is hope in you. There is filth in you, brother. Whether you like it or not. And inside of her. Whether she likes it or not. And you deserve each other. You're going to get like for like. Are you listening to me? You're going to get like for life. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, لا يستوي الخبيث وطيب ولو أعجبك كثرة الخبيث The filthy and the pure are not equal. Even, and what? And don't let it, even if it dazzles you and it amazes you. And don't let it dazzle you and amaze you. How much of the filth there are. Because when you look outside, most of the girls are the only deen. You think, wow, she looks good. Allah said, trust. Don't let how many of them out there doing what they're doing amaze you. They're not the same as a righteous pure woman. But you're not going to touch her. You're not going to get near to her unless you yourself are pure. Unless you yourself are righteous. But pay attention. What if you've done this sin in the past? What if you've made this mistake? Does that mean you're doomed forever? No. You just have to make tawbah. Ask Allah for forgiveness. Allah said, rather it is a hadith. The one who repents from a sin is as if he never did the sin in the first place. So my brother, if you're chatting to girls and you are in relationships, you got a girlfriend, you're speaking to her. You do this with women. Baba, today's the day it ends. Baba, you don't really want a good wife. Baba, you don't, you don't want a good wife. You, you, Allah has given you the chance to make the decisions that's going to bring a righteous woman to you. But you're choosing to do it this way. So then, okay, then enjoy. Enjoy the fasiqah. Enjoy the fajr. Enjoy the, the, the woman who sins. Enjoy the woman like that. And that woman should enjoy a man like that. 
Are you with me, brothers? Pay attention. Filth is not just here restricted to zina. Maybe she doesn't do zina. But her character is filthy. Because your character is filthy. That's why you've got a wife that talks back to you. Maybe you used to talk back to your mum, you wretched fool. So now your wife's going to talk back to you. Do you understand? It's not just about her character and her attitude. And zina is also about what? It's also about her, her aqidah. Aqidah is filthy. Allah said, The people of shirk are najis, they're filthy. Is the kafir's hand filthy? Am I not allowed to shake a kafir's hand if I see a kafir? No, his hand is not filthy, his hand is pure. Human beings' bodies are pure, Muslim or kafir. So what's filthy about the kafir? His heart. That's why Allah said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَثِيَابَكَ Muhammad, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, purify your heart. Purify your what? Purify your? Your heart. وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَّهِرْ So then you have to find a person who's got good aqidah. Don't find a person upon bid'ah. No Barilbi, no Diobandi, no Sufi, no Ikhwani, no Hizb al-Tahrir, no Khariji, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, all this. Innovation, bid'ah, corrupted hearts, corrupted aqidah. You find a person upon Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah, the person who follows the Sahaba, he follows the Salaf because they understood the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam best. That's the correct aqidah. So, no, you can't marry your Shi'i girlfriend, brother. You can't marry your Sufi girl. Does that make sense? You can't. And she can't marry her boyfriend like that. You have to marry a person who's upon the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then, to be pure is what? To be pure is what? For your aqidah to be pure. Tawheed and sunnah. For your manners to be pure. For your what? Actions to be pure. For you to save and protect yourself from zina. Whether it's actually doing the act of zina or the things that lead to zina such as looking, talking, touching, hugging, all of that. Communicating, sliding into DMs, all of that. All of that. Are you with me, brothers? But if you don't listen, Allah said in the Quran, وَالْبَلَدُ الطَّيِّبُ يَخْرُجُ نَبَاتُهُ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ The land which is pure, the plants that come out of it, they're good. A good land brings about good fruits. That marriage is going to be good. The kids that come out of it are good. Your life is going to be good. That marriage is going to make you happy. Our Lord, gift to us from our children, our spouses, the coolness of our eyes. The land that is pure where you plant the seeds, something beautiful is going to come out of it. But the earth which is filthy, nothing comes out of there. So what's going to come out of this woman that's filthy? 
a son that's wretched, a daughter that's wretched. What's going to come out of this relationship of marrying this woman that's filthy? You're not going to enjoy yourself. You're going to live a wretched life. And by her marrying a filthy, wretched man, she's not going to enjoy her life. Because the filthy land doesn't produce. Except very, very difficultly. Maybe one day she'll be nice to you. Something will come out. Filthy land, can something come out of it every now and again? Yeah, maybe no. Seed will grow here, there. No. Weed will come out of the ground. I don't want to say weed, I don't mean cannabis. You understand? I meant like, you know, the weeds that come out of the ground. Some brothers thought raw. You understand, brothers? So you have to be careful. You have to check yourself. Yes. Beautiful question the brother asked. He says, so how do you find this woman? If I tell you, you have to do it. You find her on Sunnah match. <laughs> have you heard of Sunnah match? It's an app. Download it, check it out. Inshallah, you find her on Sunnah match. No, I'll answer that properly though. Sunnah match is a means, but you can go on Sunnah match and find a cycle. There's a couple of psychopathic women on Sunnah match. And some brothers that have been tapped. It's true, they're everywhere, right? I can't vouch for everyone. But the real answer to your question is that a woman is risk from Allah. What is risk? Provision. Brothers, pay attention, right? So a lot of brothers ask, how am I going to find this woman if I can't go chat to her? How am I going to find this woman if she's inside her dad's house and she never comes out and she's covered? The only ones that are in front of my face are these what? These women that, I'm not, that you're telling me are bad? So how do I find that girl? A woman is risk from Allah, yes or no? Risk means provision. Risk means money. Risk means water. Risk means children. Risk is food. Risk is a wife. And also for a woman, it's a husband. Okay, Allah's name is Ar-Razaq. The one who gives risk. So Allah is the one who gives your wife. So the first answer to your question is you don't find the wife. Allah brings her to you. Brothers, write this down. You don't find the woman. You don't find the woman. Allah brings her to you. Do you find the rain? Allah brings the rain to you. Do you find the job? Allah brings the job to you. If you think you did it yourself, you're lying to yourself, brother. <coughs> okay, good. Then the question is, if the wife is risk from Allah and Allah is going to bring her to me, how do I become a person that deserves Allah to give her to me? Allah said, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجَعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ Whoever fears Allah, Allah said Allah will find a way out for him and he will bring him the rizq from a place he never imagined. The woman will come out of nowhere. Literally, a brother will say, ah, you know, I've got a sister. Like, what? Really? Bang. You'll be in the masjid front line and uncle will say, you, I see you here for Fajr. I have three daughters. It will come out of nowhere. It will come out of nowhere, brothers. It will come out of nowhere. You'll download Sunnah Match app. Quickly, woo! Sister Sumeya sent a request. Allahu Akbar. Sumeya. Naqabi. Allahu Akbar. How old are you? Oh, you got 17 to download the app. Soon, inshallah. Soon, 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 inshallah. But do you understand, my brothers? It's a risk from Allah Azza wa Jal. The woman is risk from Allah. Okay, brothers, to end, I want to mention something too. You now know what you should look for in a woman, something righteous. And a woman should look for you, which is your deen, your religion. And we said the religion is not just what? Your actions, it's also your manners, and it's also your aqidah as well. 
Okay? And one of the greatest sins that gets in the way of you finding a righteous woman is the sin of zina. Understood? Okay, good. My brothers, a lot of you are interested in women. Yes or no? Right? It would be a problem if you were not interested in women, right? I'd have to ask you, are you sure you're in the right section of the masjid? Because it's good, it's healthy to be interested. It's a good sign, especially in this day and age, right? For a man to be interested in women. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're trying to find a woman. But my brothers, please, and I want everyone to pay attention to me with very, very attentive ears. In this journey of trying to find that woman, don't forget about Allah. Don't forget about Allah. Some people run after women and they forget about their Lord. They forget about their Lord. Don't be like the guy when they said to him, Ya Jameelu, Jahid, Jahid, Bi Ghazwatin. His name was Jameel. He said, Jameel, go and fight, do jihad for the sake of Allah. And what did he say? Ayu jihadin ghayrahunna uridu. What jihad other than the women do I need? My jihad is jihad of women. Why? He said, every time I speak to women, it's enjoyment. And every man who dies in a path for the sake of a woman, he died as a shaheed in a path for women. He wants to die. He wants to die in a path for women. For him, his greatest thing is women. Don't be like that. The woman who wanted to what? Do zina with Yusuf. You know the story of Yusuf, alayhi salam? The woman wanted to sleep with him, right? Was she a good woman at that time? Is that a good thing? She wants to sleep with him. And then she put him in prison for a sin that she wanted to do with him and he was free from it. And then accused him of it. When he came out of prison, did she make tawbah? She made tawbah. Some of the narrations from the Israeliyat, they mention that he ended up marrying her after she made tawbah. Her name was Zulaikha. So one night, so one night, when Yusuf and Zulaikha were married, Yusuf was calling his wife, Ya Zulaikha, Ya Zulaikha, come. She was in the other room, not responding. How is it that this woman who was so obsessed with him once upon a time, now is not even responding to his call? So he goes into the room, he finds that she's doing ibadah, she's worshipping Allah. And he says, Ya Zulaikha, I'm calling. And she said, my husband, forgive me. I got so lost in the love of Allah that I forgot about the love of Yusuf. There was a woman called Rabia al-Adawiyah and she was known to be a worshiper. She was known to be a worshiper of Allah. She used to worship Allah Azza wa Jalla a lot. One time they found her on the top of a roof and she was saying the following poetry at the night time when the people get up to pray and worship Allah. She said, وَغَارَتِ النُّجُومِ she said, the stars have come out and the eyes have gone to sleep. The doors of the kings have been locked. But Allah, your door is open. Your door is open. Everyone's closed, everyone's gone to sleep, everyone's shut their doors, even the kings have closed their doors. But the king of kings, his door is open. And every lover is now with the one that they love. 
Every wife is with her husband. Every husband is with his wife. Every lover is with the one that they love. But then she said, But this is where I am because I love you. As an aunt night, I'm with you, Ya Rabbi. I don't have a husband to be with. I'm with you. I love you more than anyone else. But my brothers, why would you not pick Allah before anyone else? Billahi alaykum. Allah created you. He provided for you. He gave you this deen. He guided you to Islam. He made it so when you do a good deed, one deed is multiplied by 10 up to 700. But if you do a bad deed, you only get one sin. And if you make tawbah for that sin, that bad sin gets removed and you now get a good deed in place of that bad sin. He is the one subhanahu wa ta'ala that what? He gives you risk, number one. He gives you money. Number two, then he, the money he gives you, he says to you, give it in charity. Number three, he gives you the ability to give that money in charity. Number four, he then rewards you for giving the money that he gave you. And it's like that with all acts of worship. He tells you to pray. He gives you the ability to pray. Then after he gave you the ability to pray, he rewarded you for the prayer that you prayed. What did you actually even do? Brothers, do you know that when you make tawbah to Allah, tawbah means to turn, right? To turn. Do you know that before you turn to Allah, Allah turns to you before you turn to Him? Allah turns to you twice before you turn to Him once. Uh, Allah turns to you twice when you only turn to Him once. Once Allah turns to you before you make tawbah, once He turns to you after you make tawbah. How? The first time Allah turns to you while you're sinning, while you're doing drugs, while you're listening to music, while you're fornicating, while you're doing haram, while you're not praying, you're doing evil. But Allah turns to you and He says to you, come to me, my son. He gives you the ability to say, you know what, today I'm going to fix up. If you ever decided, today I'm going to come back to Allah, it's because Allah came back to you. And he said, my slave, come. And then when you responded to that call, and you said, yeah, Allah, forgive me, Allah turned to you the second time to forgive you your sins. You didn't even come back to the deed if it wasn't for the fact that Allah picked you out first. And Allah did because there was something good in your heart. Yes or no? If Allah sees goodness in your heart, He's going to bring you good. He saw goodness, so He turned to you so that you could come back. And you came back, He turned to you again to accept. Brothers, do you know Allah has placed angels in the sky just to ask Allah to forgive you for your sins? There are angels that are there just to say, Allah forgive you. Is the likes of Allah abandoned for a woman? Is the likes of Allah abandoned for anything in the dunya? Don't be like the people where Allah said about them. From mankind there are those they love others the way they should love Allah. But the ones who are the real believers, they only love Allah that way. They don't love anyone the way they love Allah. When Allah talks about the people who go to hell, Tallahi, they say, we swear by Allah, inna kunna fi dhalali mubi. We were in clear-cut misguidance. Why? Idhnu sawikum bi rabbil alameen. We used to make you equal to Allah. He's burning in the hellfire with his girlfriend. I used to make you equal to Allah. She's burning in the hellfire with her boyfriend. I used to make you equal to Allah. That's what I mean. 
And that woman who, look, she, how, brothers, I know, I know how it goes. Some of you, your iman gets high, you think, let me break up with her. And then she starts crying. Please. She starts saying, I'm going to kill myself. What I did, this man thinks. She take a picture of some pills and send it to you. Say, okay, then sister, that's on you if you want to die. That's not my beef. I'm trying to feel wise over Jen. But some of you get sucked into it. If you, well, I, miskeen, let me help her. Baba, that woman, look what Allah said, they're calling to the fire. Ah, you didn't clock it. On the day of judgment, when she sees the punishment of Allah, that lady she's going to abandon you. They're going to say, but what? I, I stayed with you because of you. You were upset. You were crying. Saying, Please stay with me. I'll be loyal to you. Vice versa, the woman is crying. Her husband or her boyfriend's left her. She said, I stayed with you. I gave up my hijab for you. I gave up my salaf. I gave up so much. I didn't listen to my parents for you. How are you leaving me today on the day of judgment? But it's too late. He saw the hellfire. He's, he's only cared about himself. He only cares about himself that day. That day. Does that make sense? At that time, you're going to say, what? لو أن لنا كرة فنتبرأ منه كما تبرأ منا. If only Allah gave us another chance and we could go back to the dunya, I would have left her the way she just left me. I would have left these things that we loved equal to Allah the way they've left me. All the women would say that about her man. يوم يفر المرء من أخيه وأمه وأبيه وصاحبته وبنيه. On a day you're gonna run from your mom, from your dad. From your wife, from your son. You're running, brother. Your mom is not refuge on that day. Your wife is not refuge. Your child who you took, you run from them. Why? Refuge is with Allah on that day. So then, my brothers, the one who finds refuge on that day with Allah is the one who gave himself to Allah in this life. Do you guys understand? Good question. So, brother, saying you pray your salah, you're good, but your wife, what? Your wife is not good, right? So, my brothers, we're gonna look at this from two angles. Number one, we're gonna say, is this guy trying to advise his wife? If he's trying to advise his wife and he's doing his best and she's not listening, then he's not responsible for her sin. Why? Because Prophet Nuh, his wife was not a Muslim, right? But is that Prophet Nuh's fault? No, he tried his best. The second type is a guy whose wife is doing evil. And he doesn't even tell her to stop. He doesn't even care. That man is responsible for the sin. Right? A question some people ask, they say, look, I know some people that are good, but they ended up with bad people. How does that work out? I know some people that are righteous, but he's still got a bad wife. I know a girl that's righteous, but she got a bad man. How does that, how does that happen? Brothers, sometimes there are exceptions to rules. Yes or no? A guy who goes to the gym and he exercises and he eats healthy, should he get a heart attack? Should he get a heart attack? No, but some people are healthy, they still get heart attacks, yes or no? Right? Paracetamol, if you take it, what happens to your headache? The pain goes away, yes or no? But have you ever taken paracetamol and the headache doesn't go away? Right, there's exceptions to the rule, right? So there's the general rule of thumb, but sometimes Allah is due to his wisdom, Will make will say no, you're an exception. And this is a test to make you better. Like for example, 
Asiya, the wife of Fir'aun, was she a bad woman? She was from the four women the Prophet said have completed the Iman, yet she was married to the most evil man on earth at the time. If not the most evil man perhaps that ever lived, or one of the most evil men that ever lived. Does that mean she was bad? No. It was a test so she can be patient in the face of such an evil man. Because of her sabr, Allah is going to give her a house next to Allah in Jannah. So there are exceptions. The general rule of thumb, however, is that the good are for the good and the bad are for the bad. Are there some people on the day of judgment? Allah is going to forgive them even though they got sins and they never ask for forgiveness? Yes. But is that everyone? No, most of them are going to go hell if they don't get forgiven for their sin, right? But some Allah is going to forgive them because he wants to. Why? There's a wisdom. He knows. But can I, does that mean, you know what? Let me go do whatever sin I, I'm going to do. Hopefully I'm from them. No. The general rule of thumb is the general rule of thumb. And that applies in the overwhelming majority of cases. You understand? Before I end. And I know I said some stuff about, you know, you have to be righteous and not be filthy. And I know a lot of people might be sitting here thinking, ah, oh, me, I'm maybe a terrible person. I've done many sins. I don't deserve a good woman. But we don't sell yourself short. You know why? Are you in the house of Allah right now? Are you in the masjid? Are you in the masjid? Whose house is this? Allah's. Are you a guest? Would Allah let a guest into his house that's filthy? Would Allah let a guest into his house that he hates? Allah brought you into the house because there's something good inside of you. Someone could be watching you online. Allah brought this video to you because there's something good inside of you. So, inshallah, you are from the tayyibun, from the pure ones. It's up to you though. Allah Azza wa is reaching out to you. If you do a U-turn, that's on you. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik ashadu la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka If you'd like to get more information about when the next event is going to be, the location, time, place, date, click the link below and join the Telegram group that will take you to a group where we have all the information about all of our live events. Wanted to give those of you who are not able to make it an opportunity to participate in the khair. And that is that inshallah ta'ala, if you'd like to contribute towards the expenses of these events, we don't charge anyone to attend, but we do have a lot of expenses, food, whatnot, the giveaways that attract the people to come in and whatever have you. As you can see, it brings in the youth, the youngsters, the ones who you know, we really need to reach out to them and get them in the masjid. Who knows, someone may come to the masjid, completely change their life. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the primary reason for that. But then Allah might have made you a means for that person or those people to change. So donate as generously as you can at the link below. And inshallah ta'ala, please come and attend. So hopefully we see you there inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, peace.